You're listening to the Modern Vital Podcast, which explores the relationship between environmental factors and human health. Here is your host, Dr. Ben Reeves, founder of Portland Clinic of Natural Health and creator of the Modern Vital Program, a 90-day health protocol customized to each individual health journey. Stay tuned for fun, practical, and thought-provoking health tips, along with suggestions and insights into optimizing health and preventing chronic disease through integrative, naturopathic, and functional medicine approaches. Your body is unique, powerful, and intelligent. Your treatment should be too. Hi there, you are listening to part one of a two-part series that explores EMFs or electromagnetic fields. Part one will discuss what EMFs are and a little bit about their potential health effects. And part two will go into some of the practical things we can do to mitigate our exposure to EMFs. I hope you enjoy these two episodes. Thank you. On today's episode of the Modern Vital Podcast, we're going to talk about the potential health effects associated with EMF exposure and or pollution. And I'm excited to announce that today's special guest is Kim O'Neill-Lear, Director of Education and Communications at Greenwave International, an expert in EMF mitigation solutions. And with a background in research, writing, and education, Kim develops content and works on product development at Greenwave. She holds degrees from UC Berkeley and Stanford and is pursuing certification as an electromagnetic radiation specialist. Welcome to the show, Kim. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. So excited to have you here. I just want to ask first, I know a certified building biologist attempts to mitigate EMF exposure in the home. Uh, Is this similar to electromagnetic radiation specialty? Yes. (laughs) Electromagnetic specialty really is looking at kind of all of the different types of electromagnetic radiation that we experience kind of in our daily living and looking at, you know, how can we know what our exposures are and how can we reduce those exposures if they're higher than is desirable for, you know, our health and well-being. Well, I'd love to, you know, before we kind of get into the world of EMFs, uh, I'd love to know how you found it. What's your story? Yeah, so it's interesting. I mean, before 2006 or so, I really didn't have any idea about electromagnetic fields. I knew very little about, you know, the ins and outs of even electricity at that point. And in 2006, my uh, spouse became electrically hypersensitive. So he was kind of an early adopter of all technologies. He was on technology a lot. And yeah, he became sensitive. And at first, I'll I'll be honest, I was skeptical. You know, I wanted to make sure that we had kind of like figured out that he seemed pretty clear early on that, you know, it seemed to be connected to his use of his phone, to being around lots of other people that were on their phones, et cetera. And, you know, I, of course, wanted to make sure, let's make sure we're not dealing like with some other kind of problem. I've never heard of this. This sounds strange to me. And, um, but that began our journey, you know, of, learning about this and eventually led to, you know, us starting a company um, related to EMF education and mitigation, just because we realized it's a growing problem and more and more people are becoming hypersensitive. And even those who aren't, you know, are, can be affected and are affected. What exactly are EMFs? I mean, people are wondering out there, are these things real, Uh, you know, electromagnetic fields? So yeah, electromagnetic fields, basically, sometimes you'll also hear it referred to as electromagnetic radiation or EMR. And 
really essentially it's it's kind of a type of energy. It's an invisible areas of energy around us. You know, there can be some EMFs are natural, found in nature. Others are artificial or human made. Some are what we call ionizing, you know, which means they have enough energy and enough power to basically change the structure of an atom, you know, to, to change an uncharged um, atom into a charged particle, either positive or negatively charged ion. And then others are non-ionizing because they don't have quite that much energy. But basically, it's just invisible energy that's, like I said, exists in nature and exists for us to harness and use, you know, to kind of fuel different technologies that we have. Well, you and I were talking a little bit about how our environment has changed so dramatically over these last couple of decades. Um, can you t- talk a little bit about that and, and how do we how do we navigate this changing environment? Yeah, that was I think when when we kind of learned about this and, and started our journey. That was one of the things that I think was most surprising to me is to realize that you know up until about 125 years ago, the only types of EMF that we were exposed to you know, were those found in nature. So things like Earth's magnetic field or, you know, sunlight. There's various types of EMF or EMR in sunlight, infrared light, you know, uh, visible lights, UV radiation, um, cosmic rays from space, you know, and it's, you know, these types of um, natural EMFs are ones that have existed since the beginning of time. Um, many of them are essential for life on earth and our bodies, you know, have evolved with them. It doesn't mean that they're always good for us in too much quantity, but, but we're more used to them, um, than we are to what has come since. So basically, you know, since around the late 1800s, um, early 1900s, our electromagnetic environment has changed dramatically. So now in addition to kind of all the natural forms of EMF, we're also exposed to a variety of what I'll call artificial or man-made, human-made EMFs. Sometimes I refer to kind of these artificial forms as EMF pollution or electrosmog. And it it is sort of fascinating because, you know, it, it started with the introduction of electricity, into homes. When that when the first mass light bulb was introduced, you know, electricity started to be rolled out into homes and people started using electricity to light their homes. You know, and then came, you know, a whole barrage of, you know, new fancy devices, you know, that ran on electricity. So we got refrigeration and air conditioning and coffee makers and, you know, etc. <laughs> and then we move into, you know, since I'd say about the 1980s, late 70s, 80s, there's just been an exponential growth in technology. You know, we had kind of a whole boom in electronics and electronic equipment. We had a real push for energy efficiency, which has, you know, been good for saving energy, not so good from an EMF standpoint. And then, of course, we had the whole wireless, you know, revolution. (laughs) And um, so, you know, really, since the 1980s, you know, just this growth in technology has obviously, you know, we know that there's so many benefits that we've achieved as a result of that. I mean, productivity, efficiency, convenience, just entertainment, but it's come at a cost and a cost that, you know, not a lot of people are not everyone's aware of yet. And that is that, you know, as we've increased technology, so have we increased the amount of electromagnetic radiation that we're exposed to. And it's not just these natural forms, but all these artificial forms. So it's like we've gone from a world in which we, you know, only were exposed to natural forms to one in which we're immersed pretty much 24-7 in kind of a soup or fog of electromagnetic radiation. It's dramatically different. And I remember being really surprised by that. I mean, it's like, 
sort of obvious when you when you like start to think about it, but it's not something I had really thought about. The fact that we really have changed, and and experts actually estimate that we're probably exposed to literally millions or billions of you know levels higher than what you would just find in nature. You know, and that's happened in a relatively short span of time. You know, when you look at the whole span of human history, that we're only talking about a little over a hundred years, and so you know, our bodies aren't necessarily well adapted to kind of deal with all of this extra electromagnetic pollution. I think the other thing I find kind of interesting is, I think people hear the term EMF and they kind of think, oh, it's all one thing. You know, and really there's different types of EMF and that becomes sort of important to understand, you know, once you become and know about the issue and want to start reducing your exposures, kind of knowing the different types, knowing what their sources are, kind of helps you then figure out what can you do to kind of reduce, you know, your exposures in your environment. So there's there's four types really that, you know, are are prevalent in our daily lives, I would say. And there's three of them are actually related to our use of electricity. So we've got just what we call power frequency electric fields. So those are a 50 or 60 hertz electric fields. And those are associated with the voltage part of electricity. Voltage is almost like water pressure in that it sort of sits there on your wiring, kind of waiting to push electrical current, you know, through a wire or another conductor when we turn something on. So, so it's always like a standard outlet, right? Like stand, yeah, standard outlet. So as long as say, as long as your circuit breakers are turned on, you know, and any any outlets that you have are controlled by switches are, are on, then your voltage will always be present there if those things are on. And so as long as they're on, then you will always have electric fields, for example, radiating off the wiring in your home, even if nothing's running. So, you know, when I have a lamp, for example, you know, and I have the lamp cord, then there's going to be voltage applied to that cord all the way up to the on off switch for the lamp. And so I'll have electric fields coming off of, you know, that wire or that cord, as well as the wiring in the walls, you know, even if I don't have that lamp on. Now, when I turn the lamp on, now I have electric current actually running through the wires. And that's where we get the second type of EMF pollution is what we call those power frequency magnetic fields. And magnetic fields are caused by the flow of current. So whenever you have electrical current flowing through a conductor like a wire or any other kind of conductive surface, you will always have a magnetic field radiating off of that surface. So that's the second type. And then we've got something that's called dirty electricity, which is kind of a byproduct. It's also, as, as the name implies, associated with our use of electricity, but it's really a byproduct of how a lot of modern equipment has to use electricity. So rather than using electricity as is, many of the electronic um, and electrical devices we have these days have to kind of change or manipulate electrical current in one way or another. And that creates kind of like, you know, Reader's Digest version, kind of electrical trash that can get conducted back onto your wiring. It can kind of spread you know, around your house, even from building to building. And as it's flowing, it kind of radiates off higher frequency electric and magnetic fields than just those power frequency fields. And then the, the fourth you know, type of kind of artificial um, EMF pollution that's now common is, is what we sometimes refer to as wireless radiation. Really, it's called radio frequency radiation, but the primary source is everything wireless. <laughs> so all of the wireless devices we use and all of the infrastructure that supports them, like cell towers, antennas, broadcast towers, all of those, you know, use basically use electromagnetic energy to send information through the air wirelessly rather than via cords or cables 
you know, and, and so we've got all of this stuff kind of like flying around us uh, in the air, and we call that kind of wireless radiation. So those are the four types of kind of EMF pollution that have become really prevalent in kind of most homes and businesses and schools and other places these days. And that fourth one includes like 5G, Bluetooth, those kinds of all things. Anything wireless. Yeah. So what, what are some of the potential health effects that, that we, we see associated with EMFs? So what's interesting about this, and this is, I think, one of the big misconceptions that has been kind of debated, you know, now probably for 50, 60 years. But I sort of mentioned it before that there's kind of like ionizing radiation versus non-ionizing radiation. And so ionizing radiation, as I mentioned, has enough energy to basically change atomic structures, you know, can change an atom to an ion. And it's long been kind of accepted and acknowledged that ionizing forms of radiation, um, you know, can affect our health, you know, short term and long term. So for example, we know that UV radiation, certain UV radiation from the sun, if we're outside too long, we can get a sunburn. You know, if we get too many sunburns, you know, we can potentially get skin cancer down the road. We're warned against getting too many x-rays, you know, because they're not healthy. And when you when you do go get an x-ray, you usually have to wear a special kind of, I think it's probably a leaded apron in order to protect all the parts of your body, except that one part that's being x-rayed. And that's because those are ionizing forms of radiation. And we know that they are, um, you know, can have some pretty serious health effects. What was long believed is that non-ionizing forms of radiation and all of those, you know, these common types of EMF pollution that I just talked about, you know, your AC, electric and magnetic fields, that wireless radiation, dirty electricity are all forms of non-ionizing radiation. And for a long time, it was believed, and it still is by some, that non-ionizing radiation was harmless, you know, unless it had enough energy or enough power to like actually heat body tissue. And what research is showing is that that's not the case, that non-ionizing radiation actually, you know, can have effects, um, you know, on our bodies well below, you know, what are called those heating levels. And so they can cause actual like biological and physiological changes within our bodies down to the cellular level. And they can also, you know, kind of over time with extended exposure lead to unpleasant health symptoms and some pretty serious diseases like down the line. Well, that concludes this episode of the Modern Vital Podcast. We would love to hear from you. We value your feedback. If you have any questions or suggestions, please reach out to me at ben at modernvital.com. Also, please leave us a review if you enjoyed this episode, and we look forward to having you join us next week for another exciting episode of the Modern Vital Podcast. Podcast.